Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. What's up, Square Pimp Brigade? On this episode, we have comedian Joyelle Nicole Johnson. She's here, and we discuss growing up with daddy issues. The story is too sad for NPR. Um, That's we talk, right. We talked about being, it was. being gaslighted by your dad and uh, being in a mixed-race relationship. She um, kind of listened to a lot of stuff that I was talking about, and she's got a really good dude now, so I'm happy. Yeah, it's a great story, a lot of cool stuff, but also... Manschool 202. Follow us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Manschool202. That's where we do the bonus shows, the listener mail. We do all the extra content and uh, for a small fee every month. And it helps keep the show going. It helps us keep doing this. Uh, on this Patreon episode, after this episode, it comes out at the same time. We uh, continue with Joyelle. We get into uh, how to handle somebody who doesn't want to deal with therapy. Uh, and what it's like to be happy when your friends are single, what it's like to be in a happy relationship when your friends are single and miserable. So uh, join us over at patreon.com slash manschool202, but enjoy the show. I'm not an alpha male. I'm not a beta male either. I'm just a better man. Better man. Well, put your happiness first, because if you don't, they won't. Yo, 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 what's up, GYBB? Get your balls back, WWDG, what with Dante do? The Sexual Revolution is being podcasted, and I am really, really excited. And I usually say that, I've said that 500 times before, but this time I really mean it. We got a special guest in the building. First and foremost, Harry, how you doing? You ready to rock and roll? Absolutely, Dante. Born ready. Uh, having a tough time keeping these gators down. But other than that, I'm ready. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy to have this person on the show today. Um, she's been on the show before. Um, she's actually sat in as a co-host a couple of times. Um, we've done Karen Hunter together. Like, she's just so dope. And I've always, you know, we'll get into that. But let me, look, Joyelle's got a whole bunch of stuff going Fallon and all kinds of stuff. What was it? Tell me what it was. What I made a mistake? No. Oh no no! I was Y'all, just listening. Bunch I was of stuff. I mean, she's hustling. Very very funny. Lo- dope. Love watching her do her thing. To one of the funniest chicks I know. Give it up for Joyelle. Yo, give it up for Joyelle. Hello everyone. Hello gentlemen. Happy <laughs> happy day. Happy day. Um, <laughs> so happy for you. Um. Joyelle's one of the one of the people who I just thought was really uh I always had like this kinship with Joyelle and I always wanted Joyelle to be happy. Like I wanted her to find a good dude and and um and then I remember we had spoken and she had a, she had, there was a dude who was kind of prospective. Mm. I remember when it was first perspective and then it it, it you know Drafted, came, you drafted him, put yeah, him in the farm drafted, system. Yeah, put him in the, put him in the track, front row. Kept track yeah. of what was going on. Got some mm-hmm. scouting information. What happened, Joyelle? What? Uh, we got together, and Dante is my favorite person to ask male advice from because he's not going to sugarcoat mm-hmm. the the advice. So I told him about the dude, and we are still together. So wow. 
number one draft pick. We made it through the <laughs> pandemic. That's it. If you make it through the pandemic, it's all gravy now. It's it's mm-hmm. it's it's, it's cookies and ice cream now. That's so dope. I'm I'm mm-hmm. so happy for you. Thank um, you. And and I'll tell you why. I mean, I don't want to get into anything you don't want to get into, but Joyo had some issues, daddy issues, um, that she was working through. And oh yeah. And it Yeah, that's a double edged sword as a guy. You're like, Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. All the baggage that comes with it. It's exciting up front. It's like, you know what daddy issues is like eating at like uh, McDonald's. You're like, oh, this, you get so excited and then you forget about what happens afterwards. You're like, oh, no, yes. there's going to be some Your consequences to this. Grease. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I pissing out my ass? Yeah. And no matter how many times, you know, better, you go, I know this is a bad idea, but I yo, just can't yo, help. Yo, it. they just they they got they got the new the new big match with shamrock shake man <laughs> i mean and girls with daddy issues we get a bad rap but it's like i can't help it that my father wasn't shit that wasn't my fault and i'm working on myself so kudos to me for working on myself well, that's it too but you know what the daddy issues the daddy issues come from daddy issues like your daddy had daddy issues you know what i mean like Absolutely. we we are affected by by our parents the same way and then we become less uh less you know, reasonable and less less available emotionally for the, for the people that we date. You know, and then we what happens? We end up dating this. You know, women end up dating the same dude, creating the same scenario over and over and over again. Um, is he's older? Yes. No, he's younger. Really? Got me a little PYT in the building. <laughs> How much uh, younger? Young, so young that he doesn't get the PYT reference. That's how young he is. is (laughs) Joel, could you explain that to me? That's all right, baby. Don't worry about it. All of my references. That's how young he is. She got a Wikipedia, Michael Jackson. It's a whole thing. It's a whole problem. Mama, what do you mean by mama? He call you big mama. (laughs) He wasn't there for Thriller. Let's just say that. (laughs) Oh, wow. It's fun. Um, But yeah, you you, you find these things. But you know, men go through the same thing where they'll get a, you know, their mother will be a nightmare and Mm. then they'll seek out there. They get a good woman and then they'll treat her like crap until they find somebody who treats them the way. And it's a funny thing because we, we look at the value, we look at the value in which our parents perceive us. And then we we go, okay, this is what I'm worthy of. This is the love that I'm worthy of. And then when we get more than that, a lot of times we'll cut off the motherfucker that's good to us because we'll be like, yo, I don't, I don't something's wrong with you. Because absolutely, my mama said I wasn't shit. My daddy said I wasn't shit, and you think I'm valuable? Something's so you must not be shit. Yeah, absolutely. We got, we did. I did five years of therapy because I knew I was going to need it to get into a relationship. Mm -hmm. But the second he said I love you, I was like, we need a couple therapists because of the fact of somebody loving me, I was pushing that away. I was like, what? You love me? This is crazy. And then the therapist, the couples therapist was the one who was like, oh, this is unstable for you. Right, the fact right. that you are instability. Your stability is unstable for yes. your life. Stability is unstable. Yeah. 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 Unsta- it was confusing for me. And he was like, oh, yeah, this is just confusing for you. So go with it. So 
I'm the couples therapist, Stan. Get y'all, get you a couples therapist as soon as you can, y'all. <laughs> yeah, or get some consultations with me. I'll help y'all hook you up. Don't play. Because <laughs> I'll tell you the truth. You can see it. You can see it. It was weird. I remember talking to you one time, and I was like, and I've always, like, Joyo's a great businesswoman. Joyo is funny, and she's creative, and, yeah. and she's kind. Joyo was always like, I can't wait to watch the baby. I want to, you know, just just <laughs> a openness. Just of, sweet. Just sweet. Yeah, and, and then just, you know, like, but when it came to, like, dudes, I was like, why? Well, there's that, a real disconnect there because, listen, there's plenty of women that we all know who are intelligent, who are, like, smart, great businesswomen, great, you know. But when it comes to relationships, make bad choices because we Chaos. never equate the same things together. I know plenty of women who are smart and independent and make horrific relationship decisions over and over again. Yes. So many women I went to college with where it's like, you're a lawyer. Same thing with dudes, <laughs> by the way. Yeah. You yeah. married that person. Yeah. You couldn't argue your way out of that. That's weird. You are a Supreme Court justice. Just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly it's so confusing because especially for me not having a father mm. i know so many women who have like great fathers mm. and it really is a crapshoot because they are just as single as i was up until this point because of the fact that having the great father was something that they couldn't compare In, i mean they couldn't compare couldn't live up to it they, yeah yeah it's a really kind of it's a it's a it's a scary balance mm. um because you get some I've, and i've seen that too where where you have a guy who just loves his daughter and you're this my princess and my and then there's these unrealistic expectations like baby i'm not your father like i mean right. I, I love you i want to take care of you i want to but i'm not your daddy yeah. and everything and also you do your daddy doesn't not have okay. to your daddy doesn't have to date you. It's a whole different relationship. Exactly. He, he's not, he doesn't have to be with you 24-7 that way. Exactly. Joel, did you see yourself? Could you could were you sabotaging things? And were you aware that you was doing this sabotaging or or if there's one no. thing I am is self-aware. I've right. always been self-aware to like a painful fault, mm -hmm. you know, where I'm like, oh, I'm doing this to myself. This right. is, And what I realized, like my mother, for example, she was dealing with a guy for like 12 years who never committed to her. Mm -hmm. And she told me, don't do that. Do not give all your time to someone. So I would be in situations where it's like, oh, this is a terrible decision but I'm only going to give it three to six months. I'm mm -hmm. not going to be right, in right, right. for years with this terrible decision. So you did get so, that, you got that blueprint at least. Yes, I got that blueprint. And also working on myself in individual therapy, it got me to the conclusion faster that something wasn't mm -hmm. working out. But, you know, sometimes you just be like, I want to cuddle with somebody and have yeah. an orgasm. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's I, and I don't say there's a problem with being with somebody for 12 years if you if that's what you want and you're aware of that's what you want and you're making a conscious decision. But yeah. it's hard to make a conscious decision. I, you know, I've said this a hundred times. You can't let you can't give emotions a seat at the table. The minute you allow your emotions to be involved in, and, and I'm not saying to be closed off emotionally, but I'm saying when you're making a decision, there has to be, you have to look at it almost ice cold business, almost. Like these are the things that I need. These are my non-negotiables. 
and and I am not willing to negotiate these things. And if you don't, if you if you're not offering that, that's fine. There's no hard feelings. We could just go our separate way. I mean, it's you can choose to. You know, if you buy a car, you don't have to buy a Benz or be. It, it's just you can, but you get to have what you get to ask for what you want. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And I also realize like the emotions for me are is my inner child. So you'd be like, stop letting your inner child drive the car. Right, you know, right, right, it's right. like put put that mug in the back seat in the seatbelt and yeah. consult them occasionally. Let them know that you love them, but do not right. give them carte blanche because that my inner child would be in the relationship with a grown man. And it's like, no, you, you got to yeah. you got to see that for what it now, is. Was your dad not around at all or was he around somewhat or, or was he around later or what? Uh, he was around in a way that was very weird. I knew him my entire life, but he just did not. Uh, he told me, he told my sister and brother that I wasn't his child. So, wow. Yeah. And I had to like interact with him my whole life. So it wasn't until I was 15 that they he, found out. And he knew that you were his child. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely knew. And that's got to sting because you got two brothers and it's not like he abandoned And he claimed one. them. He claimed them. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. He complained. He claimed my sister and brother and has other children elsewhere. But I was the only one who knew him. The other kids mm. don't know him. I was the one who had to, like, have a front seat to mm. him, you know, to this loving, bullshit. <laughs> yeah, to him loving the shit out of them <laughs> and me being so like, what about me? <laughs> oh, man, it's that's um, almost like out of a playbook. How you fuck up your kid? He goes, hold my beer. I got a yeah. new way. <laughs> I got a new way to do this. Oh yeah, I'm changing the game, and other other shitty dads are like, "God damn, you did it, bro!" He's, he yeah, did so it. It's like slow water torture. Yeah, he's like, "You think Joe Jackson got this thing figured out? Nah. Watch this." Yeah, anyone could just hit their kid with a belt. <laughs> Watch this shit. Yes, I'm getting a mine. Yeah. yeah. No, I I would have rather gotten beat. I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But the only problem is that when you'd have been beat and you still would have got the mental shit too. You got the double whammy and you'd have really um it it um and so when he when he was when he was like fifteen is when he he admitted to it or his wife found out from her sister <laughs> in an argument. Oh so, wait. Oh yeah, That's... nigga. Oh yeah. How about that? La, 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 la. Oh god. Oh, so oh you god. know, two black women going at it, and <laughs> she was like, "I don't know why you think you cute when you bring her oh, around boy. and you don't tell your kids that's their sister." <laughs> <laughs> like like that. And so that's when everybody was like, "Oh, it was like this huge reveal." Yeah. And where did you know, this reveal happen? I'm... See, now I want to know. Like, <laughs> is this a family barbecue? Because that would make it better. Oh, well, well, my sister ended up graduating from high school very oh. soon after that. So it was like, oh, come to the house. Have a. I've been to their house many times before. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the reveal happened at the house. Mm-hmm. I think I got some ice cream. Now, <laughs> now have you reconciled Anyone can do a gender him? reveal party, but you to do, do a, a, uh, a, a 20 uh, years, uh, a daughter <laughs> reveal party. 18 years after the fact, that's pretty good. This, this and child, that, person you've known is your sister. And then, and this is exactly why Joyelle's funny. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't funny then. Hilarious. Hila- hilarious. Um. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. 
cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Have you reconciled that with him or is it or is he just bankrupt of any integrity to, to deal with it or do you have a relationship with him now? Well, he's dead. Oh. Um, but before he died, I actually got to do this NPR interview. They were they were actually looking. This American Life wanted to do oh, a really? story on me because the story was really interesting. So he was like a any doctor. good comedian, you did it for the publicity. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I reconcile. won't talk to this motherfucker. Um, we got like so, four million listeners a week. You're like, uh, <laughs> hold on. Let me get his number. I think I still got it. Also a check, but yeah. um, yeah, we talked for like two hours. It was my first time having this one-on-one conversation with him, and in the conversation, he denied my existence. He completely was like, "What are you talking about? I, you you could call me dad. I I acknowledge you as my kid." Like he completely just oh the whole story. Oh, just, oh, oh yeah, just he denied like, the whole thing. Didn't just the the hugest gaslight in the world, and the producer was oh. on the other end. She's typing to me in the chat like. Hold like hold the line. Make sure keep you going. talk to him. <laughs> yeah, keep it going. This was via Zoom. This is a, like a newer. No, uh, this was in person. This was this was when we were doing things in person. This, so this was, was before in, the pandemic. Right before the pandemic, uh, yes. What was and the was, theme they ended up going with? Because I know they go with themes um, here. They ended up going with "We can't use any of this because your father is has no redeeming qualities whatsoever. Oh He's my a total God. monster." So I got paid for just you know doing how, the interviews and stuff. Do you know how bad it has to be where it's too sad for NPR to air it? Where NPR is like, listen, we can't have this. We got a story about incurable so diseases. We Joyo, got they, <laughs> they, too aired, much. they aired me running, starting the Proud Boys. You got nixed and they took but they took the Proud Boys story. That's they crazy. Absolutely nixed me. And the producer afterwards was like, can I give you a drink? Because that was really <laughs> stressful. It was stressful for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she needed a therapy session after oh my watching God. me talk to my father. My God. I, and it's funny because Joyelle is such a sweetheart. It's like, like if you were a cunt, I, I would go, yeah, I, yeah, fair enough. You know what I mean? But it's so, it, it's, it's so interesting how people, you know, they go through this trauma and then they, they, pointed inward instead of absolutely uh, yeah it was how, all inward think, for me what do you think why do you think that was that you that you pointed it inward instead of i don't know and i feel like everyone's temperament's just different you know depends on when you were born i, I feel like i'm a virgo virgos are very emotional we're very you know like looking internally which in a sense is like a a type of narcissism. When you, you and just... your mom, you and your mom's tight, though, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you know, I, mean, we used to... I have her temperament. Yeah, very, very calm, very you know, chill. Yeah, because it's wow. Like I, I, I think I would burn the house down. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, I'm so much more. Like, oh, you hurt me? Well, you're okay. not a Virgo, Dante. So <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it is. In all fairness. <laughs> Yeah, I could have gone the other way with it, but miraculously, I was able to stay kind. It's it's weird too because the dynamic of the dynamic of the trauma happens, and then when I always say this, and you tell me what you think of this. It's like 
you people have this trauma and the trauma happens at a very young age when you don't have the faculties to deal with the trauma and so whatever little bit of so, so whatever you do know about the social dynamics of people places and things you you find a way to navigate so that you can survive so it's so you either have to emotionally find a way to survive or you kill yourself or you or you die you know what i mean so but you have such a limited uh experience in terms of the social dynamics the problem is that as we get older we don't ever check, but like after we've learned things and become more sophisticated and had more more experiences in different relations, relationships, romantic and otherwise, we don't go back to that trauma and say, well, maybe the solution that I chose when I was 15 is maybe not the best way to mm. deal with it. I'll give you an example. I, I was counseling this girl um, and she had been molested at 11. Mm-hmm. And uh, she... So it was, so, you know, her understanding of, I mean, she didn't even have an understanding of sex and, and intimacy and stuff like that, but was molested at 11 from her, from her, from her uncle, which she really liked her uncle. So it was Mm. like this intimacy. um, So recognizing how she was, you know, hurt by this, the trauma that she dealt with was intimacy. She created this kind of, link where intimacy is pain right and, and so so then she just was fucking everybody because it was a, her way of diluting the intimacy it was almost like saying well sex sex is just i'll just never make sex intimate this way the, you know the more i do dilute it so it's like if you have a eyedropper of arsenic and you take two or three drops and put it under your tongue as opposed to taking two or three drops and putting it in a pool and then you're drinking from the pool you you dilute it so the more sex she would have and i mean she was like the girl was like uh she was already like she was a female stripper too which was another thing kind of just putting that out there and she was she was dating this dude she really loved the dude but she was fucking guys girls threesomes just you know just wilding out and the guy paid for the consultation with me and i and instantly from the behavior i was like have you ever been molested and she said yeah she was like from 11 to 17 Mm. and i was like um so i want you to understand that this is this is not a this is not rare behavior. This is this. I mean, everybody. We all think that human as human. We all think that we're very different in terms of our responses, and it's all the same shit. And so you 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 get molested like this. You want to to separate the intimacy from sex, so you have a multitude of sexual partners as not to deal with. Then you don't have to deal with the intimacy. Mm-hmm. Um, also had really hard time having orgasms because even that she wasn't mentally there you know and it, there was no intimate connection and and so it was like just letting her recognize that this was something that she was consciously doing and that her 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 choices of being promiscuous and stuff wasn't just hey i love sex it, it was right. it was a, it was a way of her um you know, protecting herself, protecting her heart, protecting her emotion, protecting the intimacy. And then as she got older and she was in this relationship that she really liked this guy, this guy was really nurturing and stuff. She just kept 
but the solution that she came up with at 11 years old was the solution that she was using at 28. Right. And she never went back like, okay, this was trauma. Maybe, maybe I should respond to this differently. You know, never reevaluated. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I'm, I'm just saying that that reevaluation has to happen in life yeah. from everything that we've experienced, even the things that we don't necessarily remember, because they say the first five years are our most developmental. So things yeah. that happen that first five years, we take yeah. into our adulthood and we might not even know what yeah. happened. You yeah. know, there's some kids that have babies that have gotten molested. Um, so, yeah, you always have to reevaluate because of like my thing was to bottle up. I bottled up and internalized yeah. everything. Right. And through therapy, I learned that I was holding on, losing my voice, not speaking up about things. And the irony of me being in a profession where I use my voice is just so crazy. It's such a contradiction. Why do you think you would hold hold things inward, Joel? Because I thought since my father didn't care about me. Why would anyone care what I had to say ah. or or had to share? Because if that person doesn't care, no one cares. You Who know, cared? it's like my if mom no had, cared. And no one cared to tell you anything either. Yeah. If no one else yeah, cared exactly. to tell you the truth. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And then for me with my mom, I was like, hey, he's not acknowledging me as as his kid. Could you stop sending me to his house? And she was just like, no, you still have to go. And I was like, oh, Wait. OK. Okay, so did so you? No I, I forget about this. There's so many pieces to this story. It's incredible that you forget. Like, there's another little avenue. Like, wait, what the fuck about your mom? Your, did your mom know that? I mean, well, your mom would know, right? That you were yes. biological child. Absolutely, and she she didn't know how to handle it. So luckily, we had a therapy session together, which oh yeah. was absolutely magnificent because she apologized to me for that. I didn't even know I needed an apology for that. Right. I never confronted her about that, the resentment that I have. Because when you have a deadbeat dad, you focus all of your hate towards that person, not realizing I had a little bit of resentment for my mother, even though I loved her so much. I was like, oh, I for resent you. For not protecting you, you better. For not right. protecting yeah. me. Yeah. I resent you for not protecting me. And we were able to talk that out, you know? And that, that was... Through a therapy session, she apologized was, to me, and I was like, was "Oh the, shit!" What do you? I mean, I'm, I'm curious to find out what was her reasoning for forcing this relationship, even though she knew it. You had you had basically expressed that it was painful for you. It's that whole, you know, he's a black father. I don't want to take you from your father. I mm -hmm. want you to know your father. You know, so. It was, you know, when I'm coming home being like, he literally told my, like my brother asked, is she my sister when I was 11 years old? And he looked, he did not even look at me and he said, no. And I told her, and then that, that's like when my depression and all that stuff started. Right, so at, a, wait, wait, at 11, this happens, you tell her that, but you see, I'm a little confused, Ben. It's okay because it's a, it's a very complex story. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You're born. He, he leaves the house or whatever, right? He was never in the house. He was never in yeah. the house. Okay, mm -hmm. so th you have two other siblings with both parents, correct? The, no, or... just his kids with his wife. Oh, just his kids. Oh, okay. All right, that makes yeah. okay. That was where it was. Okay. Oh, sorry. Yeah. 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 No, it's all right. It, it, and so your mom would send you over there, and what would at what age? Like when you were really a little kid. My whole life. My whole. I knew them my whole life. My mother. He was a doctor, and my mother was yeah. his nurse. They, um, he was an OBGYN. His specialty was abortions. Yay, fun. Oh, wow. And uh, they worked together. And so 
when I was at their house, I was the friend of the family. So they thought I was just his employees. But your, your mom, when she would send you over, would be like, hey, you're going over. Where would she say you're going? To your dad's your house. Yeah. Oh, that makes mm. it even that's even crazier because it's one thing. So it's almost like it's not even hidden. That's just the gaslighting the entire time. And that's that'll yeah. fuck you up psychologically. So it's not even like you discover, oh, this person this whole time I didn't know was my dad. You're being told on one side, this is your father. And then he's going, I don't know what I don't know what that bitch is talking about. But uh, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but, so in, as a kid, I would I would wow. like create fantasies. Because I was like, okay, she said my father's a doctor and my last name is Johnson. So maybe Dr. J is my father <laughs> and he doesn't want to acknowledge it because he's a famous basketball player. Like, I've like created wow. wild fantasies. Because that makes just place. as much sense as the crazy reality yeah, that, the that's crazy being reality will <laughs> presented to you right now. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's so crazy. And then I think. Um, Maybe Jimmy J.J. Walker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, who else could possibly good be my times. dad? Because why would you lie? Why? Like, who's lying? I don't yeah. know. They're, you're both grown-ups. And that's right, right. I'm a kid. Busy. I'm a kid. I mean, they, where where do you get your truth from yeah. if you don't get it from the adults? Right? Jesus yeah. Christ. Kids get fucked up when they find out that their parents are Santa Claus. But imagine, <laughs> but to be told, like, I'm not your dad. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. And then as a kid, you go, well, I've asked like four times. They keep telling me to shut up. I guess I'll just deal with this when I'm 30. No, here's, here's I'll the... just be quiet. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, just, exactly. I'll just shut up. I'll just shut up and stop asking. Questions Hence cause... why you don't ask any questions, because every time mm -hmm. you ask questions, people would tell you to shut up. Shut yeah. up. You're wrong. Shut up. You're wrong. Yes, he is. No, he isn't. And then you're like, well, so I guess I'll just stop. This is a lot less complicated if I yeah. don't ask any more questions anymore, if I just stop talking. Now, yes. here's, here's the other crazy thing about that. And I think a lot of times people don't take that into consideration is is that black women have a black women have a thing where they protect black men. It's like the PTSD of racism and slavery, slavery. because mm -hmm. you can't you ain't supposed to be snitching on your man. Like because, you know, in slavery, you snitch on your man and you 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 get lose killed. Your, you don't get snitch, killed don't you call like, the police, you don't call the police. And so yeah. you get these you get women who are so ready to take the take the, the, the pressure and the weight of abuse in the context of of because of the context of of white supremacy and 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 racism in itself and that and you find that moreover than not like you i mean you 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 have I, i've had seen i've had situations where some dude was beating up some girl and then i stopped to get in like yo and then and then she turns on me like because yeah, that's the, never a winning battle yeah. for anyone involved it's just the, the, so on top of that, it's just the microaggressions and the the I not even the microaggressions, but the historical reference of how how black women protect black men and 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 almost in a way coddle black men, which oh, yeah. makes them not necessarily responsible for for their actions and somehow if it, you know, don't hold them accountable for certain things. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Harry no. Harry's people. I mean, did you? Harry, did you have that where like you? I'm half Armenian, half Ecuadorian. 
Bloody. It needs explanation. It's fine. I'm just not white. That's all everybody needs to know. That's what <laughs> I'd like to announce. I know a lot of Latino families yeah. where, the, where the boys would not wash a dish. Oh, absolutely. My like, my girl, my girl, she's Mexican, grew up in that. Or she had to do everybody's laundry or whatever, and her brother didn't. And that just wasn't a thing that the brother did. The brother, you don't do dishes. They don't do laundry. That's your job as a woman when you're a little girl. It's just take out the trash, right? Yeah. That's yeah. it. Kind of, yeah. Take out, take out the trash and... Yeah, but all the home stuff, cook, cleaning, cooking, that was all, yeah, in Latino yeah. families, that's all the women. The I had women a bit about my last uh, roommate before moving in with my boyfriend was like, he's Cuban and Mexican, and he did not know how to clean. And I was so confused by that. Yeah, like, but it was that reason where it's like, yeah. oh, his, Never did sister, it. his sister and mom did it all. And he, yeah. I had to housebreak him. I was not like, dude. Yeah. Not only do you are you do this, the, the, the girls do it, but if you're caught doing it as a guy, then now you're a bitch or now, you know, yeah. you're, it's homophobia. <laughs> now you're gay. You know, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Don't do that. That's that's a woman's job. That type of. Yeah, that that definitely exists in the Latino community for sure. With yeah. that, that machismo, that machismo. Uh, and then the, the, the my son, my son, my son. I, yeah, yeah. I, I me my son. It's, it's, yeah. Uh, and my grandmother super duper coddled my father because also take into account he was a doctor. He was a yeah. black doctor. He became a doctor in the 50s. Yeah. Jesus. So yeah. it's like you've already done this magnificent thing, so you can do no wrong. Oh, he's so done. He's like, yeah, that's just- it. I'm good. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, let's like, just have babies which, all over the place. Which, to, which to, be, uh, to be really honest, is a, it's is an accomplishment like a motherfucker but still there's no the crazy thing is i i have a i I have two half sisters and one whole sister my older sister uh was um her her um her mother her mother deserted left her um out of and which is and we're talking about let me see 40s 40s in 40s she left her and uh basically left my father and my father had my father raised her um but what was interesting she went back to school became a nurse and then mary was was messing with this doctor um while my father was watching her what was taking care of her and she was unavailable to my sister um and then got pregnant she got pregnant and then had a. This was before abortion. It was we told before abortion was illegal. When abortion yeah. was illegal, I mean, like it is now. Seventies, um, yeah. <laughs> like, like it is Last now in Texas, in right? Texas. Right, but, right, right. <laughs> but um, and she went and got an illegal abortion and died on a, on a, on on the operating table getting an illegal abortion. And so, what's interesting is my sister created this, this uh fairy tale about who her mother was who mm-hmm. basically for all intents and purposes just deserted her just mm-hmm. left her and deserted her for a better life and so it was interesting because my mother when my father remarried with my mother 
um, my mother raised her kids, raised, you know, I mean, my mother raised her kids when she went back to school and everything else. And she never even gave my mom props for raising her kids. And as soon as the kids got old enough that she didn't need that they could be latchkey kids, my sister took them away from her. And, you know, you know, instead of spending time with them. And then when they had kids, my mother didn't have to have access to the grandchildren. So my mom never really. And, and Harry remembers this was yeah. was my nephew had two kids. and I hadn't had my kids yet. And so she didn't have any grandchildren. And it was like the thing that I, like I to this day, I believe my mom passed because she did not have access to those grandchildren. Like it was just um, such a such a hard, yeah, just such a heartbreaking thing. And so yeah, and just was, not just not having that also excuse to to not live, but I mean just to do something with you, you know, that energy, and just here's, kind of here's being the alone. Crazy thing that my mother was the only grandmother, even though she wasn't the biological grandmother to her to her kids, not the grandchildren. When they when my nephew got married. She had created this whole bizarre idea. Like she used to talk to my nephews about their grandmother, her mother, as if they never met her. Like she, she had died when my sister was about like nine, and she was talk. She used to talk about her mother as if they, you know, grandma. She was the as if they never even met this woman. The only grandmother that they ever met. So it's it's really crazy how, you know. <laughs> When you when you when you 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 grow up in America in this kind of racially charged situation, how everybody's trying to fu trying to figure out how to stay sane, trying to cope, um, yeah, all coping mechanisms. Mm -hmm. It's it just just I, and I couldn't. I was like, she was, and, and they used to have to. They would have like memorials for this grandmother that they never met. And they would be like, we don't, and they would, and the kids would be like, well, we don't, you know, this, it's my mom. This is what she wants to do. So she just had this whole. Fiction. Which sister is this, Dante? I mean, Michelle, the been... oldest one. Oh, okay. Ky one Kyrie I... and Kalixa. Right, right. She's the one I know the least, right? She's yeah, the one who's never yeah, really yeah. been around. Okay. Yeah, you have, yeah, yeah. yeah, you have three total. We know yeah. the other two. Okay. But the insanity of that, and just the, and, and the fact that she had even created this, 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 narrative that her mother was so into her which like i mean let's be honest i mean you you got deadbeat dads in the 50s and the 40s but when do you have deadbeat mom we when do you have moms that leave their kid like yo i'm out like that's it's rare at, you know culturally yeah, much rare yeah that's rare that's, in any culture really yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah which yeah. said you know, which said what kind of person she was, you know, how selfish and, 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 and but it just also speaks to the importance of women's reproductive rights and how abortion and birth control needs to be because women are forced to, have, we're forced to have children. Some women do not want to have kids and you'll force me to have a kid. I have the kid, I bounce. And now I'm looking crazy when it's like, oh no, I really did want to have an abortion. Yeah. 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 It's, it's really insane. Um, you, 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 and I think we were all affected by these things, and and then sure. we bring this into, and we bring these into a relationship, and you can't even, uh, but but it's it's weird that you still have to kind of hold people accountable, um, for that behavior, like uh, like, for instance, 
it's just you wanting this acceptance from somebody who was incapable of giving you. They didn't even like your dad didn't even have the bandwidth for this. Like my sisters, my sister, like like my dad, my dad and I weren't really close, and he was very competitive, and he could be like my sisters better than me. But I often think to myself, my dad was born nineteen twenty, like he, yeah. he grew up in Jim Crow, yeah. like. At what point in time do I expect him to have the bandwidth to 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 help me find myself the self actualization of my happiness when yeah. when when we're still drinking from separate water fountains mm. you know the Absolutely. insanity of that at, he's many many steps away from therapy yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah especially you know, like, a black man I remember my my grandpa like, just passed away last year at ninety one and when I told him he met my boyfriend. And when I told him we were in therapy, he got so animated because he was the quietest person. But then he was like, wait, let me get this straight. You pay someone <laughs> <laughs> the concept to talk about of your relationship? Like he was just like, what are you talking about? Therapy, couple well, therapy. He had no concept of it. Even from 91. Dante's, from as far as Dante's dad goes, you know, what would you tell a therapist in the 19, you know, 20? Yeah. Like, so, I mean, you get beaten on the street every day, you've told me. Cops. How does that make you feel? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, it's dogs and hoses. What are what about how do you feel betrayed by the yeah. dogs and when you yeah. actually have a dog at home like I, yeah you can't get a, a job <laughs> yeah no uh yeah my dad my father was born in 1930 i had an older father so right, um right. he yeah it's like once you get through this and you accomplish something so huge it's like oh i, I don't have to work can, on any other I part can do of whatever i want to do i, I don't I have to work on any other part of myself so it's like high iq no eq no emotional quotient whatsoever yeah. wow that's crazy was was uh was your boyfriend open to it like is he was he a healthy dude already like i'm an emotionally healthy dude or yeah well we were both in individual therapy and uh -huh. It's, you know, it's still that rolling, working on, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. on yourself. So both of us have, you know, different attachment styles that we were able to identify, especially once we got into couples therapy about how we're not used to, you know, caring about <laughs> each other. Mm. So it was weird, um, but so happy that he was down to do the couples therapy. Yeah. Now you say when you say attachment styles and you say so because because you like I said, my impression of we was that you wanted somebody and you wanted and you would always kind how did that like that's such a contradiction to to when you say that you get that and then you reject it do, do, do you understand what i mean absolutely yeah no because the thought the thought of wanting someone which i know a lot of people have trouble admitting like i have a lot of single female friends who don't want to admit that they want a relationship because they feel like that means they're desperate. Mm -hmm. I knew I wanted to be with someone. However, it was so long for me that I was not with someone when I finally got with it. It's like, oh, be careful what you wish for a type of situation where you're right, like, right, oh, right, right. this is everything I wanted. That's <laughs> scary. <laughs> you know, how can I not? So that's the anxious attachment style where it's like, I, you're, the, you're great and I don't trust it. I don't trust the fact that you are a good person. What's, what's the like trick? Good what's, yeah. yeah, what's the trick? That's a yeah. scam. What's the scam? I'm always yeah. looking for the scammer. I'm loving the scamming documentaries. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love watching everything about scammers because I'm always looking for the scam. So, uh, 
I, I knew I wanted a relationship, but then when I got I do it, I realize like, there's not many of those scamming documentaries that involve black people. Now that I've noticed it, a vast majority of them are white people. <laughs> I was just watching uh, like, the uh, worst, all the of worst them, roommate. Really. Did you see the worst roommate on Netflix? No. There's this what whole is thing this one? It, people just move in your they move in your house and then they won't leave and then they go this Squatting? is my house. Oh wow! The, you're like the roommate. Like the roommate, this dude was like a lawyer, and he knew all of the ins and outs of squad and what his law legal was. He stole this lady's cat. She stole her two cats and just, just oh it's goodness. yeah, it was it's it's insane. But you're right. It's, I don't know if there's not. I don't know if there's the, not generation black. hustle. Generation hustle. There's this one black dude who is hilarious on there. He be scamming on Instagram. <laughs> Um, you gotta watch that. Hustle, all right. Yes, it's ten episodes. Each episode is a different scam, and that black dude is hilarious. <laughs> he's like, they have to like blur out half the shit he says because he's confessing to crimes <laughs> on the camera. <laughs> and HBO's like, this part we cannot, we cannot say because he was like, oh, this is how you do a scam on Instagram, and he was scamming people on Instagram. It's amazing oh, God, i gotta it. check this out yeah. i gotta check this out <laughs> my girl's into episode. all of those yeah she can't oh it's so it's great either to murder or scams she yeah. loves it look for the can't get enough generation uh, hustle on hbo is the best <laughs> <laughs> did you just i i mean but it's it's weird when you see those things and you think to yourself how uh well you know what's funny all right even, we have i don't even think in the context of that yeah, you, know, you can't like, put just, your mindset. I'd never even approach that mentality of like trying to sucker somebody or hurting somebody to that degree. Yeah. But you have yeah. to have a certain level of delusion. Yeah, Every, that's grand worst, narcissism. Worst roommate ever. That's what it's called. Okay, that's the one. All right, you'll so I got think, two to check out. That one. Worst roommate ever. Insanity. Um, Did you get any more blowback about doing the therapy, Joya, from, from other family? Like, um... Yeah, I think people people were very much like because we were three months in. However, it is it early for in a relationship for couples therapy. Yeah, very early. And the thing about it is that my therapist told us he's like most people come to me when the house is on fire. He's like the fact that you guys are coming before the fire starts is what makes it more valuable because we're able to grow together. Like he's, he's our throuple. He's our third person in the relationship. He knows right. everything about us. And he was the one that made it so that the fire didn't happen. You know, it's like, when but I'm that's a credit to your, your aware, uh, being aware mm-hmm. of that there oh, were yeah. issues. How are you so aware? How did that come about? Like maybe through yeah, therapy, a single therapy. To, to say we're going to do this right up front and yeah, it's yeah. three months in. I mean, that does that also, he must have re- you must have put it on him, Joyo. You got- he loved me. <laughs> <laughs> you put the he smoke loved- on him. He was like, whatever I got to do to keep this going, mm. to keep this train running. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it was crazy because also we got together March 1st of 2020. So mm-hmm. three months in, we're thick in the middle of the pandemic. And it's like so much chaos is happening in the world. I knew that we were going to need help for that reason as well because it's like it's also an interracial relationship so i'm like i'm black and i hate white people so Jesus, you're hitting all the bingo cards huh? all all the cards so yeah. i'll be like you know men oh they try to take abortion rights away men are terrible 
white people are terrible. He'd be like, hey, babe, I'm, I'm hey, here. That's me. I'm uh... <laughs> He's just holding you know? a tray of cookies. So we're not doing this then? I thought we were baking cookies together. All right. I'll yeah. just <laughs> maybe tonight's not the night. Yeah. And let me tell you, Joyo, Joyo goes hard. Joyo, <laughs> Joyo is uh, Joyo X. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, he's learned so much about black culture from dating me and the black experience, which is fantastic. And I've learned about being mixed race. He's half white, half Asian. So okay. I learned a lot about a lot about the. So he's got a shoes. little. He's got a little. He's got his little trauma. He got, he, he's absolutely. He's he's, he's got the, the 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 camps. What 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 kind of Asian is he? Taiwanese. Taiwan. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They, oh the Japanese fucked them hard. Oof. Japanese the, and China. Yeah. I mean, China, everybody be it's fucking the with one, Taiwan. It's the only thing that the Japanese and China were able to agree on together <laughs> was fuck Taiwan. Absolute fuck Taiwan. It's so crazy. And they talk about they about to invade. Like they they've been threatening to invade Taiwan mm. forever. China is so rude. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. The, oh, I find that the openness of that, like I've had a friend, I've had a, a male friend of mine that I that I worked with uh, when I was at the phone company twenty years, and he watched, he watched me go through so much. Like you know, we're talking about since like I think we worked together since like ninety four, and uh, he watched people jump out of the elevator i get on the elevator and they jump off the elevator he's watched he's seen it happen in real yeah, yeah. real life seen, examples right? we worked for the phone company and where some white lady would tell him i am not letting him talking about me in my house right like we came to fix your phone well whatever you gotta do you can come in but he's not so it was weird because he um he experienced so much of it and then we had a big falling out because it just it, the programming is so extensively that this doesn't exist he really didn't he really didn't have like he just he just saw um the the movie about the tuskegee experiment and so he he's calling me. Yo, I saw the Tuskegee experiment, and he goes, "Uh, I, I, you know, I can't believe they." I can, and he he's telling me the story, and I'm like, dog, <laughs> I, "Thank you." <laughs> I know the story, dog. I know that he's like, and then the 300 of them died, but only 150 lived. But they didn't think they were gonna. And I go, dog, I, yeah, I, 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 but it's it's what's interesting is the programming. It's so extensive. It's so mm -hmm. nonstop. I, um, like Harry and I've been around with each other. A lot of times he'll he'll um he'll but he'll ask me. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and yeah. I think that's all you really want is somebody to to see you mm. to ask. Uh, can I can I ask you a question? Sure. Yeah. What about this? Yeah. And and we don't mind explaining it if you I ask, don't. but mm -hmm. um because. It,
there's always imperfect allies, but man, um, just the the inability to 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 be in somebody else's shoes, the empathy, in, the lack yeah, of the empathy, lack of empathy, and having that empathy is what makes the relationship <laughs> is what makes the relationship dope. It's just, but you still got to keep re upping that. You know what I mean? Because we, yeah, because we, we're not talking about just here's a relationship. Here, you're a you're a you're a, a, a balanced, emotionally balanced person that I am, which people getting to get but we're different and trying to figure it out there's all these other elements involved as well yeah i i fully agree with that but i also think he had a different perspective because of being mixed race and we found out in our first couples therapy where our therapist who's also mixed race was like mixed race people you don't really have a home because both sides of their family are treating them as an other right right. you know and i don't know if you experienced that harry but um it's like, so he was able to empathize with me feeling like an other because of the fact that he always felt like an other. However, he is a white presenting male. Yeah. So he get, he gets my experience now where he's like, oh shit, white men are terrible. <laughs> and yeah. he experienced that through me. Like right, right, how right. he gets to see how I get treated and how we get treated together. And he's like, oh, I understand now. And he, he has more empathy. Yeah, how, I, I, I would imagine that that makes that even makes you closer the fact mm-hmm. that you you know but you could you could also you could also it's also could make it so that you could slip some bullshit into the relationship we could be like it's because i'm black <laughs> you're right but i also be like hey buddy uh talk to the cop like that type of shit but i'm yeah, like yeah. it's your turn to uh be the front facing you know we need to talk to a manager it's me if we need to talk to a cop it's him uh, uh, that's so. I'm I'm so happy. Um, uh, Joyo, can you hang out for a few minutes? We're gonna do something for the Patreon, and we we'll just. Of course. Sh- Thank you so much. Um, what do you want to plug? What you got going on? What I got going on? Um, I just finished rap- writing on the second season of Pause for HBO, Sam J's show. Dope. Nice. Dope. Uh, yeah. So that's my first writing credit, and. I'm also going to be on the second season of Flatbush Misdemeanors. I got nice. a little dope. guest star spot. So here I go. And that's so dope because that. that's that's like our people. You Hell know, yeah. That is, how dope is that? That it's people, you know, small fuckers we watch come up, you know? I mean, I'm so happy and proud of them. I'm so proud of Kevin and Dan and Sam. And yeah. it's just been such a great thing to be a part of. And... My Critics' Choice nominated special Lovejoy is on Peacock. Dope, dope, so dope, so dope. Harry, talk to me. Uh, just go to all my stuff uh, at Harry Turjanian. That's where you can find all my stuff social media-wise. Yo, check out our YouTube page, uh, Manschool202. Don't forget the Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Manschool202. Um, and uh, don't forget mine. You know, y'all want a consultation? DanteNero.com. Click on consult. GYBB, get your balls back. WWDD, what would Dante do? Uh, Sexual Revolutions being podcasted. We are out, man. We're going to do this Patreon thing. Sign up for that so you can find out what we dig in deep behind the scenes. Peace. Peace.